0: Welcome to Narrative, back with you and with Eric Garland. How are you, Eric? Good to see you again. I'm great, Zev. Glad to be back. Lots going on. Yeah, we do have a lot going on. I should tell everyone that I'm not going to be here for the entire hour because at about 30 past the hour, you're going to take the helm to do a special edition of Game Theory Today within Narrative tonight. And it's going to be about this incredible story that you've helped bring to light. And you're one of the people who was instrumental in bringing this to the public attention. Maybe you want to tell people about that before we hit the news tonight.
1: So we're going to have Robert Buckland, who is an activist and one-time attendee slash victim of the Agape boarding school for boys in Stockton, Missouri. And we're going to be getting everybody up to date on what is the Agape school, various lawsuits and prosecutions? What are the other schools that belong to the same owners? What has the state of Missouri's government done or not done? and where it's all going in terms of the federal criminal charges and more.
0: How many agape schools are there?
1: You know, it's strange. It's hard to quite get the scope of it. I think there's four schools. One of them was called Circle of Hope for girls that was shut down after 100 felonies of abuse and sexual assault and all sorts of other things. And it's the same network of folks here that apparently dragging children across state lines illegally, sometimes in contravention of existing court orders in other states. And they're uh, not only abusing the kids, but they're engaging in slavery level labor violations. There's no other way to put it. In fact, some of the lawsuits are citing violations of the 13th Amendment of the Constitution, which is the one ratified December 6th, 1865, the emancipation of the slaves. That's what the lawsuits are citing. That is how far regressed that this state is in terms of justice. And it's not just schools. We're going to be covering this in this new season of Narrative and Beyond, not just schools, but so-called drug rehab treatment centers uh, that are engaging in these labor practices, churches that are engaging in these labor practices. It's a slavery epidemic, and it doesn't get much more serious than that.
0: And not just Missouri, but there's certain indications that this exists in other states. So It's very difficult, but uh, something we all need to face uh, in order to fix the problem. So that's coming up. Um, but of course, we can't talk about today without talking about this remarkable photo. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. I had to put the word "goodfellas" behind it because that's what it looks like. I mean, why? There's really no reason to go on a. You're golf. not well dressed enough for the mob. <laughs> uh,
1: they're, they're, you're right. You're
0: right. They don't have any of the, the couture. <laughs> but you know, other than the, missing the couture, this is the kind of thing you go on when you don't want anyone eavesdropping into your conversation. When you want to make sure that there's absolutely no. Possibility that anybody is going to be listening to what you're doing. because Oh, yeah. Play playing they, golf, yeah you know? as, you,
1: as you can see by the photo, the OPSEC is super tight. I'm sure nobody has like a long distance microphone. I, I just can't. It's, uh, yeah, it's, was, funny.
0: it's But it's true. I mean, this is basically what they were trying to do. And this is not like a happy conversation about golf, right? This looks like a conversation. <laughs> look at the body language. Everyone looks a little bit like, oh, I'm going to look anywhere else except at the boss, you know? It's quite an image. And... Uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, we, it's like the homer simpson in the uh, in the bushes meme right yes it is it is um i mean i don't know who these guys are by the way i tried to figure out today who they were i don't know if you recognize any of these faces i don't but the background of all of this is quite significant of course because i,
1: I think that's eric trump to his left in the white hat interesting is that sean spicer all the way in the left? i don't know it's just a cavalcade of uh lumpy slacks
0: yeah, and uh, oddly colored polos. This looks like your dad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is not your average mobster. The background of all of this is really fascinating because what we're seeing now and what I'm sensing out of my sources in DC and elsewhere is that the mood has shifted quite dramatically against Donald Trump, where there might have been some room for him maybe a couple of months ago for him to escape some sort of serious criminal prosecution. That is no longer the case. It appears that everyone is kind of sick and tired of what Donald Trump has brought to America. And we're seeing it on two fronts. We're seeing it at the January the 6th investigation where there is now a referral that's going to be made by the committee investigating this in Congress to the DOJ asking for a criminal referral. That's a that's a big deal. We weren't really sure that that was going to come. Many of us suspected it would, but it is coming now. And then, of course, the big news that happened yesterday was the 40 new DOJ subpoenas. That means that they have been (laughs) subpoenaing uh, 40 different people and a lot of evidence from those people, which is a lot of work ramping up quite a large case against Can Donald point Trump. Can I out something
1: that yeah, I, I noticed in the, um, they said that the subpoenas were sent out by the capital siege section of the Department of Justice. No. Dude, no they section. opened a new <laughs> section in the DOJ for this. I don't think this is
0: going away. This is not tourism anymore, folks. Certainly, it's not tourism, and certainly it's coming. It feels like that is going to be happening to him soon. Now, I mean, at the same time that's happening, we now also have real developments in the Mar-a-Lago espionage investigation, which was, you know, a smallish case, but he's becoming bigger and bigger by the second. And
1: Small, Smallish. Well, small-ish relative, to, relative, ish to an attempted
0: coup, relative to an attempted coup, it was just like... <laughs>
1: I mean, that is that is true. You know, what's a few top secret SCI special access program documents compared to the attempted takeover of all of Western democracy? Yeah. I guess that's right. It's
0: relative. You know, it really it's just right. insane. You know, we now have this special master who's been identified to possibly be the special master in this case. But you've found out in, in your feed tonight that that's going to be a bit tricky I don't know whose feed this was that you were picking this up from, but it so was
1: good. Kyle Cheney, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put, picked out some some of the documents from the espionage case out of Mar-a-Lago. There, I, ga- of- I gather that uh, one of Trump's suggestions for the special master. Now, for those of you out there who don't follow uh, federal. Criminal case, or actually civil case, uh, legal speak. A special master is a private individual who is appointed by the court to go through large tranches of documents to look for what is relevant to the court and what should remain privileged or private so that the court does not uh, inadvertently violate anyone's civil right. It's invasive just for the discovery part, but not for all this other information. So that's a special master appointed in a case and uh, very often the parties have to agree on who that's going to be. Um, Donald Trump apparently wants uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court judge who granted the FISA's on CIA confidential informant Carter Page during the 2016 campaign, he wants that judge to be the special master certainly it could be a major conflict
0: but it also seems to be that he's picking someone from the wrong side this guy's name is Raymond Deary, and he's a former you know real chief judge of the federal oh, court in the, the district of new p- york p- and he you know as now still has a senior active status which means he still is a judge you know it's unusual that they are choosing that and not a judge versus a civilian to do this case but the fact that he was the guy who actually approved this carter warrant is really unusual i mean this is a very controversial uh, decision that he made
1: especially in light of the progress being made in the Eastern district of Virginia Mm -hmm. with the Durham investigation that's Mm -hmm. ongoing of the steel dossier and the alpha bank case, Mm -hmm. which was of bogus pseudo intelligence that was fed out to the media in 2016, 2017 and beyond also known as Russiagate. And I think we've had some signals, I think, either from Kash Patel or some other people involved in this, that the documents that were discovered in Mar-a-Lago, I'm assuming this is not the nuclear documents or the things about President Macron of France, but they've said, well, you know what was in there in those documents that Trump took with him, still illegally, because he doesn't own those, they pertained to Russiagate, so they're still
0: stirring that pot. So that's, I mean, I don't know why, what game they're playing. It's a bad one. This is not something to be toying with. You know, the judge there is obviously so ineffective because she's just doing whatever Trump wants. But who knows? Maybe we'll find out. No, wasn't the, uh,
1: no yeah, I don't. I, you know, actually, I don't know enough about the, the judiciary in this case to make a comment. And I like yeah. to refrain from that sort of thing. You're but right, as far know. as the. The Fisk judge being in senior status, it's not unheard of for a judge in senior status or retired to be named in a matter this serious. I believe the, um, not the amicus, was it, um, I'm forgetting the legal term, but the guy who represented um, Emmett Sullivan in in the appeal of Mike Flynn's case where they were trying to weasel out of his guilty and they went and fished out the judge from the Eastern District of New York who was a prosecutor who took down the Gambinos. Yes. And I was like, well,
0: that's an interesting choice. And this is an interesting choice too. Yeah, I would segue here into the incredible allegations of Jeffrey Berman, but I'm not going to, because I feel like we've got other things we want to talk about first. But you, you just raised some interesting questions in my mind about Bill Barr's tenure as attorney general. But I don't want to, I don't want to leave this other part behind, which is these you know 40 subpoenas in a week that's a very big deal. Uh, and right. now is, is certainly definitely happening. Um, you know, Can I riff for half a second? Yeah, go for it.
1: Hey, everyone, are we supposed to fire Merrick Garland now? Is he still <laughs> a big wussy who doesn't do anything? Or does it just take a while to investigate conspiracies that go all the way up to the president?
0: If you ask the Republican Party, they will tell you that it's time for Merrick Garland to go away. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll <laughs> I you know bet. That. But um, um,
0: <laughs> the people on the left, they certainly uh, shouldn't be saying that anymore. But who knows? One of the people whose um, phones was taken in addition to having being subpoenaed and a lot of other documents was a fellow by the name of Boris Epstein. Um, Boris who, Epstein. You know, we know a little bit about Boris uh, because he's, uh, you know, been around the Trump Russia world and the whole Trump world I mean, for a long time.
1: holding conferences on Invest in Moscow in his native Soviet Russia. He's yeah. from the Soviet Union, of course. Lived here many, many years, but goes in 2013, just a little bit before Donald Trump rolls in to have uh, the Miss Universe pageant in Russia. Boris Epstein's there uh, gathering, you know, lets everybody invest in Russia. And, you know, a few months later, uh,
0: no one else is allowed to invest in Russia. Um, he is a, he's a fixture amongst this world and he may be a asset of some sort. He's got a lovely Russian wife as well. Um, but here's an email that Mr. Epstein penned to other members of the Trump team, including one, Christina Bob, who comes up a lot in these different stories in this email, he talks about basically how we would just be sending in fake electoral votes to Pence so that someone in Congress can make an objection when they start counting votes and start arguing that the, in quotation mark, fake votes should be counted from Jack to Boris. So uh, this is them basically admitting that what they're going to do is send in a fake slate of electors to fool Congress into postponing the vote so they can steal the elections from the American people. It's quite a damning document, but I guess it's just interesting that Boris Epstein is uh, featured in this particular scandal, but it's, it's Christina Bob who also appears in both scandals. She's in both the January the 6th scandal and she's appearing in the Mar-a-Lago scandal. This was Nicole Wallace who pointed this out earlier on. And I was like, look at that. This woman gets around. She sure does. And there's Christina Bob, um, who works there at OAN, spotting all the worst kind of conspiracy theories. And then there's also his lawyer, Trump's lawyer, in the Mar-a-Lago espionage story, where she's also now appearing on Epoch Times TV, because Epoch Times is basically a Chinese propaganda front. So This is the first time we've been able to see some sort of inkling of them in the Mar-a-Lago investigation, which makes me wonder whether all the espionage material might be a little bit deeper in Mar-a-Lago involving China than we suspected. I'll tell you why. Because remember I told you about Mr. Well, you told me about Mr. uh, Guo Wengi. There he is with Mr. Bannon, who was recently indicted. So it turns out that Guo is wealthy enough to have a membership at Mar-a-Lago in addition to being a spy for the uh, chinese uh, spy services the mss so i was surprised by that i didn't realize they had members for in in the president's resort they allow foreign spies to buy memberships i guess uh, they
1: didn't didn't even have like a a password on the wi-fi around there it was was the biggest spy honey trap of the last hundred years
0: speaking of spy honey trap remember her Cindy Yang. Cindy Yang. Yes, yeah, yeah. Cindy, Cindy Yang uh, owns a bunch of Monsieur parlors in Florida, but she also liked to host these events, where she would introduce Chinese businessmen to notable American business leaders and also such as Ron DeSantis featured yeah. here. Um, and this happened on a regular basis. Now, she of course is also potentially. Hold on, this is this is at Mar-a-Lago. That is Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. And then there's another spy, which we all heard about in the regular news. She was actually trying to break into a place without becoming a member. But she was the one who was carrying all that technology around with her. Zhang, I guess she's been sent back to China. But, you know, there's a lot of Chinese spy activity, I should just say, around Mar-a-Lago. It's almost like it is a Chinese intelligence compound. Um,
1: I think the the largest LinkedIn group of all in about five years will be former intelligence operatives who posed as busboys at Mar-a-Lago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true because there's got to be you know, like, who are place. you i
1: was jose oh i was given intelligence the whole time <laughs> who were you Oh, i was peter i was actually from russia <laughs>
0: ah, i mean john brennan was saying that that was the biggest trap for intelligence everyone wanted to be in there for the last 20 months and so just that's where you'd want to go so now we know there's at least uh, Guao had a membership so if you wanted to pick up any of those classified documents you wouldn't have to like sneak in he would just be able to walk in through the front door
1: <laughs> you know it all kind of talks past the sale of like well who could have been there the point is with classified documents You keep them in a skiff. If you take them from place to place, they're in a lock bag or you go to jail. Uh, You see the 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 segments on on Fox News were like, well, but it was a pretty good lock, wasn't it? And it's just it's it's okay. I mean, it's one thing to try and snooker the public about how classified documents are handled. The public doesn't know. Because it's a very elite thing for people that are actually handling these documents. But here's the thing. The public does not need to know for you to be convicted of the crimes of mishandling these things and going to jail. That's how it's
0: always handled. So, you know, that you, what you're saying is totally true. And it's kind of funny to laugh at all of this. But on the other hand, the sensitive documentation that Donald Trump had in Mar-a-Lago, which included human intelligence sources, which is potentially that, costing lives. I mean, that now you're revealing names and identities of people who are doing work for the american state and whose lives could be lost um, by the disclosure of these things and it seems that he did disclose these or at least some of them are missing and we're not sure where they are and there's potential that he may have you know shared these elsewhere that is beyond reproach and it gives you an indication of why the goodfellas meeting happened on that golf course and why washington dc in general He's had it with Donald Trump. And that's why you've got these two juggernaut investigations. So, you know, I think that this is a different moment. I think we are seeing a, a shift in tone from those people who know this kind of stuff in D.C. And, and it's for good reason, because there's lives at risk. There's uh, nuclear secrets at risk. We do not know really what happens with all these secrets at Mar-a-Lago. And, uh, you know, just this coming week, Vladimir Putin is going to be meeting with his good friend Xi. You know, that's going to be an interesting a meeting to watch because right now Xi's picking up the bill for Putin and Putin's not delivering everything he was meant to deliver. Uh, and this is a month before Xi is expecting to be uh, anointed for a third term. So it's interesting. It's very interesting you know one of the few things of any
1: uh of any value that came out of the steel dossier that seemed very very true was that it said that the chinese were excited that the russians were taking all the heat for election meddling because then nobody was looking at them right that was in the steel dossier and that was true and incisive and accurate
0: i want to play one last thing and then i'm going to hand over the show to you because today uh, there's a twitter whistleblower who also had some things to say oh, about God. china You know, this was incredible revelations that came out today. I'm going to play you a clip of that. And then on the other side, uh, Eric, you'll take over the rest of the show. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, That is coming up next. But in the meantime, here's the, um, the Twitter whistleblower at the senatorial hearings today.
2: Foreign agents can have multiple goals. And sometimes it's not just the engineers or the technical access that they want, but it might be information about the plans of Twitter, what plans Twitter has to potentially censor information in a government or concede to a government's request or what plans they have for expansion in a particular environment.
1: In your disclosure, you mentioned that the FBI notified Twitter that
2: one of their employees was suspected of being a Chinese foreign asset. I had been told because the corporate security physical security team had been contacted uh, and told that there was at least one agent of the MSS which is one of China's intelligence services uh, on the payroll inside Twitter. We're really thinking if you are not placing foreign agents inside Twitter, because it's very difficult to detect them, it is very valuable to a foreign agent to be inside there.
0: Every minute of Narrative's reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative. Where truth lives. Every minute of narratives reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative. Where
1: one day you'll tell the story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom. A story of citizens who stood up to
0: tyranny and won. The people
1: prevailed and renewed an old vow
0: to a more
1: perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The
2: story continues. Narrative Where truth lives